When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, we are in a mood tonight because our producer, Ted Tremper, is out of town and we don't know how to work the equipment. <laughs> My name is Joe Quazala. Uh, I am your co-host with me is Kristen Studdard. That's right. I am your co-host as well. And I'm also apparently an audio engineer. Yep. Please send me all your notes on how this episode sounds and I won't be able to do anything to fix it. Nope. We'll just feel bad. Okay. Yikes. And with us today, as always, for the first time. <laughs> as, oh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yes. As always, as far as today, we have... Oh, okay. I thought you were going to do the... No, I'll take over. Him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a good friend of ours. Uh, he was a main stage repertory actor on the Second City main stage. Very funny comedian, writer, actor from Chicago, lives in Los Angeles here with us now. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jameson Webb. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, what a treat. It's nice to be here. It was uh, it was fun watching you all try to piece together the... It was like a SWAT team defusing a bomb. It <laughs> was really... Where yeah. does this go? Does really, this go here? I, don't... I, I truly hope that there are no SWAT teams that are as incompetent as yeah. I. <laughs> There's a lot of sweat. Going oh my on here. Gosh. You wow. got there though. It was good. It was. We think. I we mean, think. we if think we're recording. This, we succeeded. We did it. Who knows? Oh gosh. Who? Who's to say? <laughs> Yikes. Well, uh, we, we we try to bring our our guests in on both a, a personal level and a rock level. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, James and you and I have known each other for a long time yeah. through the the comedy circles, uh, and I've known you to be a maybe more so than anyone else. That I've met a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, dare I say it, enthusiast? I th- Please dare to say it. Uh, not as much as you, but I think definitely more than the average person. Mm-hmm. I, I love the Rock Hall. Cause if the, you're listening, yeah. that's the sound of me being just utterly outnumbered. I <laughs> don't like it. I like our guests to have just a modicum of interest mm-hmm. so that I can persuade them that it's worthless. Have you gained a respect for it in doing Ooh, these Respect so far? is definitely not the word I would use. For tolerance? It. Tolerance for sure. Okay. And also an like understanding. an understanding mm-hmm. and a vague interest. I would say that in spite of myself, I find myself, like I hear a band, I wonder if they're in the rock hall. Mm-hmm. That's about as far as it goes. And I also... I mean, you know, now I like follow all these rock hall accounts on Twitter and mm-hmm. I know, I mean, I've see, I see headlines. I don't often click on a link, but I have seen a mm-hmm. headline. They're, like, they're, the algorithm is, is, thinks that you're into it. Oh my <laughs> The God. algorithm really I'm thinks that you're. I'm going to start getting targeted ads for like grills and shit. That would be <laughs> great. Yeah. 
Uh, well, that's, I mean, it's, that's truly leaps and bounds from where you started, Kristen. Uh, and I know this journey has just begun. Oh my yeah. God. I wish you guys could see the just little shitty smile on his <laughs> stupid little face. Yeah. He's so happy. I got oh, a dumb yeah, little face and I'm very, very happy. She's going to like it. No. Uh, well, Jameson, when, if you can recall, was the first time you kind of heard about or, or knew about the rock hall? Uh, I, uh, I don't know the exact time. I mean, my guess is that it was somewhere around middle school because that's when I kind of started to listen to music on my own, mm-hmm. you know, seeking out or, yeah. or having appreciation for what I was hearing. But I've always liked, um, you know, lists and halls yeah. of fame and all of that. I, we are I, really I, one of a kind. It's, <laughs> I, I, and I are a real pair, <laughs> you know, I, I like, uh, not necessarily being told what to listen to or watch, but I like kind of that thing of. Hey, these are what are considered, you know, kind of uh, seminal things mm-hmm. to consume, yes. and and um, and and the Rock Hall is certainly one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like when you're trying to get into something, it's like a good primer. It's super helpful. I mean, because it covers, especially now, because the Rock Hall specifically covers, you know, so many styles. Mm-hmm. It, it really okay. What? No, 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 Kristen. I mean, I mean uh, it's starting to. I yeah. guess That's we have I- gone over this. It from the get go has had a breadth of genres. Yes, I guess I just am saying like when. So you, what year was this? This is the '90s when you were getting into the yeah. rock hall, the early 2000s, mid. No, no, mid '90s, mid '90s. So at that point, it had been around for how long? About ten or so years. So ten years of inductees mm-hmm. to look to. That's not. I don't know, guys. Lists. I. I they just. I. I think that there's like something. Um, I've been trying to figure out a way to articulate this. There is Gently to not hurt my feelings. No, I don't care about hurting your feelings. <laughs> I'm just, I don't want to generalize. I just do sometimes think that there is something inherently male about um, list making, collection, and obsession. Mm-hmm. That I don't know many women who are... Um, as obsessed with listing and categorizing <laughs> things i can i know plenty of men who have different like levels of obsession and in particular just like that kind of just like yeah let me just put this in a let me put this in a list form and let me look at mm-hmm. it like that and i don't feel that need interesting Deep uh, within me it doesn't like call to me like organize these bands right <laughs> Rank them. <laughs> do you think, and do you think that uh, applies to everything? Like very, very generally, uh, in all aspects of life, men are more likely to kind of list, or do you mean more in terms of how you uh, absorb and uh, consume pop culture? I think pop culture is a really big uh, component of it, but I think in general, I think like the 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 kind of like you know the tendency toward obsession i just i i I wonder if it's an inherently male thing i Mm -hmm. don't know i certainly know that for me it is not something that comes very naturally i don't often get um obsessed in that way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i was kind of talking about this with someone just in terms of like making lists uh and i was and i i I thought that as well and and someone brought up to me and this is maybe reinforcing certain stereotypes but on the female side of things, the idea of like, especially maybe when younger, like, okay, I'm going to list out who was invited to my wedding. Like, 
a wedding that isn't even existing, but like an activity. And if this doesn't resonate and at I all with you. I literally do not know what you are talking okay. about at all. Because someone was telling me that like it's not an uncommon thing. And maybe I was being when pranked. When you're a child? <laughs> or yeah, just being like, you <laughs> to know. To think of who you're going to invite to your wedding? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Invite a list of people? Of like who would be my maid of honor, who would be my bridesmaids, oh, like who would be. Of, to think about your wedding is not crazy when you're mm-hmm. a young girl. But is I there think... not some sort of list aspect to that? No. Not in the obsessive way. Mm. I think it can be an obsessive thing. I think that that might be the most like stereotypically female obsession or obsessiveness where it mm-hmm. comes out like that. Um, I think that we are taught to kind of like fantasize about our wedding. Right. And kind of think like, oh, I'm going to have this. It's going to be like this. It's going to do this. But it's not like. I don't. We don't know if that <laughs> oh, got picked up. That was up. the chains of the patriarchy but yeah, clanging around was... my wrists. <laughs> um, I, I think ah, they're back. It's Marley and Marley. Um, I gosh, how did this conversation go where it is right now? I think someone's trying to tell us to stop and talk about rock and roll again. <laughs> yes. A loud clanging noise. Chuck when berries. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I think I think that um I don't think it is the same type of... Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, that's accurate. I was more, just trying to draw if there's yeah, any type of parallel not, to be drawn. I mean, it's certainly not thinking like, what would the seating chart for my wedding be like if I got married in second grade? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that. Mm-hmm. You're not like, and who would sit with who? And would we invite Miss Matthews? <laughs> well, if you're listening to us uh, and this was you, please email us at rockhallpod at gmail.com. Boy, we want to know. women who listen to this podcast? There's I'm no way. so interested There's no way. Know. I don't have those uh stats but if if i did i feel like uh yeah i can't can't be a lot of yeah because this as we've talked about today and many days rock and roll tends to be a a very male obsessed type of thing so far so far 18 we're on we're break the chains of the patriarchy (laughs) clang 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 that, so is that you? It's, there's a weird thing under the table. Okay. It's a crazy I, noise. I, I have no idea if it's being picked up on the microphones and we oh. just might sound insane. Oh, boy. Uh, Jameson, yes, sir. you've been to the museum in yes, Cleveland, yes, I assume? Yes, yes, Did you care about it? Were you, like, psyched about it? Was this a, a rock pilgrimage? Yeah. Oh, no, completely. Yeah, my wife's... Uh, my wife's from Cleveland, so one is of the that why yes you so married her. I, I married her. Uh, we got married at the Rock Hall. Um, <laughs> little Richard was Yonder. little Richard was the, you know the wedding. Uh, God, I just name dropped that. It's because yeah. I did watched the ceremony. It's because I wow. watched the ceremony. That's You're why a changed yeah. woman. I truly am uh, not for the better. No, I. I mean, I. It was like, oh, we should go there one day. I mean, I've always like. When I used to tour with Second City, we were in Athens, Georgia for a few days. And the one thing I had to do in Athens, Georgia was find the B-52s. The B-52s. Of Montreal. And I found the Elephant 6 Collective. You had to find old of Montreal hidden uh, hidden uh, tracks that can only be there. You like access them uh, in the creaky floorboards <laughs> of their old apartment buildings in Athens, Georgia. Uh, the REM Church, mm-hmm. where REM played their first show, uh, has been torn down except for one little, you know, uh, steeple kind of thing. And that's what I had to go see that. You know, so, yeah. like, that's – it's always been history and all of that. I, I like going to things that tell me about things that happened. And so the Rock Hall is So, no like, different. history in general. Yeah, history Monuments in Monuments of all sorts. Yes. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm a – you could say I'm a Monuments man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, sorry, oh I walked God. right into that, no, and I regret that was, nothing. That was a softball, um, and if you didn't take it, I would have. Yeah, yeah somebody uh, needed to. But no, but the Rock Hall is like, I mean, I'm not a guy where it's like, let's go look at old, uh, like, like that was my, like, the Rock part is, that was a very specific thing that I wanted to go mm-hmm. to. Was R.E.M. an influential band for you? Uh, well, I mean, I like them. I, I don't play music, so it's hard to say influential. Oh, but, I just mean, but yes. I got impactful like impactful inspirational influential yeah. on your life like yes, a band yes, that yes. like means a lot to you yes rem uh i would love it if your comedy was influenced by the music <laughs> of rem it's I, we mumble i mumble all my jokes um, a lot of erratic dancing a lot of erratic it's um uh it, it's a, a band that i loved uh from a very early again when i was starting to kind of get into music that was kind of a you know a good little you're kind of mid '90s REM, right before Bill Barry left, and they kind of went in a different direction. But yeah, REM is a band. Do we all love REM? Oh, we oh, love, I love REM. I love REM. I love so REM. Yeah. What's your favorite? Can I ask? I, I don't want to. No, please. But what's your favorite REM album, um, song, track? I like "Automatic for the People." Yeah, I think I "Life's Rich like... Pageant" is underrated. That's that's my favorite. I'm a yeah. big big fan of that one. Yeah, I liked um, "Up." Yeah, the one mm-hmm. that came out after that. I like that. That's uh, I was just having a conversation about Day Sleeper. The song Day Sleeper is so good. Yeah. Um, I feel like the Day Sleeper night swimming uh, song thematic. cycle. Yeah. <laughs> There's something there. No, completely. Yeah, those are my two favorite, Automatic and Life's Rich Pageant. Yeah. 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 Really solid. Uh, now, when you say you have a somewhat of a interest, fascination in, in the Rock Hall, does that mean you follow it annually? Yeah, somewhat, I, or is it like when it's when it po- rears its head every year? Uh, what's your uh, relationship? Uh, I I would say that when I, I'm kind of aware every year that okay, uh, there are these bands that have been nominated, but are haven't you gearing up for nomination season? Are you? Yeah, are you just? I think. Are you in there just wondering who's gonna get it? You know, we have a saying amongst us Hollies, which oh is oh uh, my god, <laughs> which is that you start. Jameson's I wife mean, is named is Holly. Holly. I'm married. <gasps> Her full name she's, is Hall of Fame. Holly Fame. <laughs> she's from Cleveland. She's from Cleveland. Her, her name is Holly. Her oh head is gosh. the shape of a pyramid. Did uh, we miss a did we miss a chance to name our our podcast Hollywood? Oh boy. No, we that didn't was, we didn't miss it. You're right. We didn't. We gladly passed on that. Yeah. Uh, All right. Okay, fine. No, I like I am like, oh, okay, is this the year that I mean for me, for many years I was bummed that Electric Light Orchestra wasn't getting mm-hmm. in. Because yeah. I feel like they you know, hit all the requirements and they just weren't getting that. And so every year I was like really excited. Like, Oh, I think I even like started, I started a Tumblr and I think I posted once. Yeah. So right. I, a lot of know, Tumblrs like end up that way. <laughs> exactly. Was it, what was your Tumblr called? Uh, it Induct was yellow. Yeah. Something Inductilo. like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Inductilo. Yeah. Inductilo. Uh, lin it to win it. I think, uh, was, Oh boy. No, no. Yeah. It, uh, so, so I, I care about it like that, yeah. you know, in that sense, but then it's also for me like, um, uh, the, what do you call it? The, you know, when it comes around, okay, cool. These are the nominees. These are, mm-hmm. you know, I pay attention to that. But I'm not – I don't get too much – I'm not really good at getting into, which I think you are very good at, kind of the politics and a bit of the math of it of mm-hmm. like, okay, well, here's why this band will get in because maybe this is what – this is how the voting body oh, has changed. there's a set of criteria. Kind of there's intrigue. There's drama. And now I, too, know about it. Yeah, and the criteria – the is my own. Criteria is my own. Joe has invented. They don't say what. No. So this know. it's my best guess as to how you could try to determine. 
but it really is is you look at different inductees and you're like the it, there's no real consistency um is rem in the oh they are home? were they fye, FYE first year eligible were they fyn and fye oh yes Both oh yes of oh you can't be you if yeah. you're fye you're, you're fyn yes, exactly. uh, it goes along with the same <laughs> i hate myself first year eligible for first year nominated yeah they're all of this they were a slam dunk uh, as we say <laughs> Yeah, that's a rock hall term. Slam dunk, everybody. Can you can you guess who inducted R.E.M.? Eddie Vedder? Yep. <laughs> he did. It's, he did. He's inducted, I think, most, most of the... Yeah. yeah. If yeah. Bono's not available, right. it feels yeah. like yeah. those are Those guys are in the inductors' hall of fame. And he and he performed with them. He did? Mm-hmm. They did Man on the Moon? They did Man on the Moon, yeah. Did he... Why do you need... I mean, I get it. There's like three vocal parts. Like, if you believe, put a yeah. man on the moon. Man on the moon. There's like yeah. three different parts. So Some he had to do one of them. Call, Colin for a vetter. Was he yeah. like, no, he shouldn't have done that. Uh, uh, I hope he didn't he did. do that oh, part. Of course he did. Aw. Yeah. That's very Eddie. Because, I think. Yeah. But I feel like it's also so iconic, the sound mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. It, but his yeah his voice fits that and also they yeah. wouldn't because Bill Berry performed one song with them at the I think so ceremony but yeah. in REM the, that vocal thing would have been split between Stipe and Mike, Mike Mills, Mills and Bill yeah. Berry you take right. out Bill Berry then, then you, you slide in, in you slide, slide in a Vetti yeah. slide in Slick Eddie over here oh, and get boy. him on the mic <laughs> oh no boy. all right so uh, today we're doing something special we are not uh, reviewing a band that's not in the hall nope. Uh, the induction ceremony for 2018 just aired on HBO. Lucky us. We just we have watched the full three hours ceremony. We've watched it separately. Yes. Yep. In the privacy of our own homes, and we are here to recap it, review it, and give our thoughts. And we haven't talked about it with each other at no. all. I think that's important. We've done I sent is... Joe a few texts just being like, why? <laughs> mm-hmm. There were some that were in all caps. I think I sent a text that said, I woke up this morning with 40 minutes of the ceremony left, and they're all bond fucking Jovi. <laughs> yeah. That was in caps. I yeah. cannot, because I watched it in three installments. I sure. watched an hour, and then like an hour and 20, and then the final. 40. Just rock block a Jovi. <laughs> yeah, in they the spent fucking a, morning. They spent a lot of time with with Bon Jovi. But let's start. Let's yep. start from the top. Okay? okay, so we open up on Tom Petty tribute uh, by the Killers. They do American Girl with a, a a hint of free falling. Yep. In the middle, I thought the performance was fine. Uh, it, I think it kind of maybe says something about the state of rock and roll that a band who peaked fifteen years ago. <laughs> Are the hip band to play a Tom Petty tribute? They like. I feel like the, I like the Killers fine. I feel like they exist in a weird space between being like a peer of Tom Petty that could have performed a tribute, or you know, a hot new band. I, I mean, I I don't. I wouldn't put them in a peer, anywhere near a peer. I'm saying they're in the middle with them. I'm saying they they are. Oh, like they're not hot anymore, but they're, but they're not, also not like a classic. Yeah, yet. exactly. Yeah, so they they exist I said in a... yet. Oh my god, do I think the killers are going to be classic? <laughs> so, one some day? part of you, deep down, I, I think. guess so. Woof. Here's what I wrote down: Brandon Flowers looks so Mormon. Has there ever been a more <laughs> Mormon looking guy? That guy with his teeth. They're very white. And and he's he got that little like is baby face. He's, reformed. I think he's because um, he's uh, from Utah they and don't then call Vegas. It they don't call it ex-Mormon. My friends of mine who oh, are okay. no longer Mormon call themselves 
post-Mormon. Wow. Yeah. Because he's from that kind of the yeah, area. He's from Utah. Yeah, Utah. Oh, yeah. And then grew Utah, up in baby. Vegas. Did you not listen to his speech? Right. <laughs> oh, I did. God. I, I, didn't, I didn't realize he was Mormon. I, I don't know no if idea. he is Mormon, but he is from Utah. I mean, mm-hmm. that face is from Utah. And you had that yeah. thought before he revealed he was from Utah? I kind of knew they were from Utah. Okay. Like, that's the... Well, I think technically they are from Vegas. And you yeah. know what? Honestly, just to go back for a second, I do have a really close friend of mine... Um, she she likes like kind of listy games and we were driving from Utah actually and we played a game where we tried to think of a band from every state in the US mm-hmm. and the killers were our band from Utah. That's so great. That's why. It Might was really be incorrect, hard. but that's great. Yeah, right. and, we, and one of our one of our whole like um criteria for the game was you couldn't look it up. So we have like oh, a of course. Yeah, quick yeah. like we have like a I think there's five states that we're still like like I don't know what Oh, yeah, that seems really hard. It was a hard game, but it was really fun. Okay, okay. back to this great right. ceremony. So I thought, yeah, I don't know. A- any thoughts on that opening? Yeah, I, I, you know, here's, I mean, uh, you know, Just not to. kicked it off nice and fine. Here's the thing about the music of Tom Petty is that it's so solid. You can't screw up mm-hmm. a Tom Petty song. You, yeah. You, you know, I mean, and, and I mean, you can, I, I'm sure. There are some cover but... bands, I think, that would disagree, but. Or, yeah, you know, well, it's <laughs> like going to give you a run for your money. I, I think the song, especially American Girl, is so solid that if you just do something close to it, if you're not trying to, you know, reinvent the wheel by you're doing it, you reach for the stars or <laughs> reach for the moon, you wind up among the stars. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, it. it uh, I thought it was good. You know, I, uh, Brandon Flowers is one of those guys where I enjoy his enthusiasm. Yeah. For. Uh, his, you know, he's performing, and he's at. You know, you mm-hmm. get that from him, and I think yeah, that's he's very genuinely excited. And yeah. I liked his speech inducting the cars that quite was a bit. Yeah, and I, like I said, he's got that Mormon enthusiastic face mm-hmm. that he's just he's knocking on your door. Uh, I thought his I thought his speech for the cars was one of the one of the best speeches of the night. Uh, obviously, very uh, personal, and uh, I thought he did a bang up job. I think we'll see him back. I think we'll see him. Yeah. I, I think he's going to. He's he, going to be like the next fucking Eddie Vedder. He's <laughs> going to be around. Yeah. Because yeah. he proved that he's not, that he's, that he's willing to do it and be there. Mm-hmm. When I first heard Sugar Ray, I knew, you know, like we'll hear him. <laughs> oh my God. You know. Sugar Ray will get no, in. No, no way. No. Absolutely no way. I, the fucking Moody Blues are in the Rock and Roll Hall we'll of Fame. We'll get to that. We'll get okay, to that. I know. Okay. But I uh, also wanted to say another please. thing that I wrote mm-hmm. down. Oh, this was when he was making his Cars speech. Yes. He put on that little two-tone army little jacket switch. Yeah. And I very wrote the loud. phrase, jacket switch, two-tone army. Brup, brup. <laughs> So, you know, shout out to all my – when's Real Big Fish going to get inducted? You know, that's what I'm here for. Like, when are the Aquabats going to get their due? What did you think about – so this was your first time seeing an induction ceremony, right? Yes. What did you think about the little, like, short, like, three-minute documentary oh, yeah, I know. Videos? Somebody has been telling me for several episodes now that it's the packages that are going to be what sells me. They were good for the most part. Yeah, but... so like with the, like I don't. I mean, you already liked the cars, right? There was yeah. no issue there. I don't know. Like, but I thought it was really interesting. There were a lot of things I didn't know mm-hmm. about the cars that like I felt like I was learning. Like that yeah. his name was pronounced Rick Ocasek Ocasek. Mm. or Ocasek. Yeah. instead yeah. of Ocasek. Didn't care for that. I didn't know that. <laughs> don't tell uh, me that. So that was a, a thing. Also, it was just interesting. The thing that I thought was cool about the cars was they really um, talked a lot about how much their music videos were important Mm -hmm. because that's what I know the cars primarily for from uh, were their music videos growing up. Um, I also, uh, 
I wrote, what, what do I ever, <laughs> uh, and I remember that they made all those, like these guys, and also that they look like such utter nerds. Oh yeah. Especially the, the keyboard is. Yeah. Greg like Hawks, he looks oh, like Steve Jobs. And he's, well, he's, he's the one who's got the, uh, the long white braided ponytail. Yeah. He's with the glasses and he's, and yeah, he, yes, the he old is, pictures yeah, of him. He looks like look Steve like, Jobs in the old days. Uh, yes, 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 yes. No, I'm right about this. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, that, I liked his speech a lot. And I liked Elliot Easton's, the, the mm-hmm. lead yeah, looks like The guy looks like Austin Powers. Here's <laughs> yeah, what I wrote. I wrote down, uh, I also didn't know that they had two singers. Is this right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a thing that I learned from. And they, they mentioned that in the video. Yeah, that, from that the video. A lot of people don't know that they have two yeah. singers. And Ben Orr passed away a, a while ago. Yes. Uh, and he sings their best songs. Yeah, his voice is he much is, better than yeah. Okakosik. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, okay. that was... Okay. Yeah. There was some rough stuff happening. Uh, here's... <laughs> here's some things that I wrote down. I really um, hated it when they said, you never forget your first, when uh, when Brandon Flowers was in his... was giving his little speech, and he was uh-huh. like, and you never forget your first, and the crowd goes fucking wild because mm. it's a shitty dad joke. I wrote, I kill myself. <laughs> uh, and then... Um, I, and then I said, and when that guy started tearing up about his mom, I thought that was cute. Mm-hmm. And then in all caps, I wrote, each member makes a speech. <laughs> this is uh-huh. when it dawned on me just how yeah. long this thing was going to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I hate this. It needs to stop. And then I wrote, beard guy is cool. I love him. I want to marry him. Oh, David Robinson, the yeah. drummer. Yeah. And he gave a very short he speech. He gave a short speech. He was like, look, uh, I don't want to. I'd I rather play. play. Bye. Yeah. That was, <laughs> was pretty like, great. You're cool. Uh, you know, the whole Cars that's it's a little bittersweet to watch because uh just in the last week Okasik and his wife got separated. Oh, I right. know. I, that's another thing I sent and to she Joe was there. on the thing. Uh, at the separation? Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh, oh I, no. I thought Kristen was there. Yeah, yes. No, she was I was at like, the, she's no, at no, the no. ceremony yes. Paulina Pororskova. Yes. She's a model. And what's, mm-hmm. She's in the videos. Yeah, yeah, she's in the videos. They they met in her videos. And she was a judge on America's Next Top Model. Mm-hmm. And I happened to be watching a, an episode that she was on with some friends last weekend. And I was like, oh, wow. oh she's still married to the guy from the cars. I said it out loud to a bunch of friends. And then few days later boom separated well that's yeah uh do you think this will reignite some flames no oh. i think <laughs> i think if i you think read their little separation no i didn't know i didn't know anything I, about this until you told I, me I, I found out about it because i was googling because i was like wow how long have they been oh wow oh that was like mm-hmm. what my google yeah. thing went i was like how long have they been married anything to not be watching this boring performance right um and so i started googling it mm-hmm. and then i found out that they were separated um, but she posted they've been separated for a year. Okay. Already oh. they like they but it was public recently. But, yeah, they um she was like, You may have seen like pictures of us as a happy family because we still are a happy family. We're just no longer partners with each other. And um so expect to see more pictures of us all together as a family, but mm-hmm. Rick and I no longer. Interesting. And he's like seventy two and she's like fifty four. So I mean, that's about par for the course. Yikes! Yeah, it's that rock and roll lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, uh, he had a, he had a good jacket. Yeah. yeah. Oh And yeah. Uh, nail polish. Oh yeah. Oh, I missed that. He had black nail polish on. Uh, wow! Looking... How subversive. <laughs> <laughs> I think get a wallet chain. <laughs> uh, I liked Greg Hawks, the the nerd, the keyboard nerd, brought up that his he very passingly brought up that his first gig was playing for Martin Mull. 
Yeah. Did you guys catch that? Yeah, you thanked I Martin Mull. You thanked and, Martin Mull. And and it did not register with the audience who Martin Mull was. So it was mm-hmm. just silence. And he goes, I know, right? As if in, <laughs> as if everyone was like, <laughs> explain yourself. As if everyone went, no. And there was nothing. And but he just, in his head, he's like, this is a good anecdote. I know, Martin Mull. Yes. Thanks, Mark. I mean, it, 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 it felt that way. Right. Not I also, uh, if we talk about their performance. Yes, please. I made a note of this. I would have loved to have seen them do, they were such a visual band. Mm-hmm. And it was a very still still state. I would have loved, and I think this could go for all of the goddamn performances, just hire some, like, put some visuals to it. Like, that's what they do at concerts now, too. Mm-hmm. Especially a band like The Cars. Like, give them a, you know, I don't know, a rotating Rubik's Cube on the backdrop. I don't know. Get the Pixar Cars in there. Yeah. yeah. Get Mater and yeah. Lightning yeah. McQueen. McQueen. Get them on this stage. You know? And the girl one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Is that Bonnie Hunt? Oh, God. <laughs> I think the, the Bonnie Hunt car. The Huntsmobile. Bonnie Truck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We don't know what to name her. Oh, my God. Let's just make her last no, name the... Truck. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, yeah. Oh their their performance, I, you know... I thought they were pretty solid, except for Okasik's voice is like really Ooh, bad, yeah. and they yeah. had to they had to sing just what I needed because that's their biggest song, and that's a Ben Orr song. Mm-hmm. That was a song he oh. you know didn't originally sing. But he was there were some weird affectations of of Okasik of like mm-hmm. uh, during I guess just what I needed. It was like um, I don't want you, like there oh, was yeah. weird like oh yeah. Like weird stuff that was very um, like someone doing an impression of Bob Dylan doing an impression of like it was a strange thing. It was very weird and it really bugged me. And Mm -hmm. the tempos felt I know they're older, but the tempos felt very yeah a little dirty. Oh, I was just like, wow, we have really we have I was scared i was not scared i was just like wow this is gonna be i'm in for three hours of this mm-hmm. like wow we've really kicked it off with a <laughs> whimper here yeah but um, as i see scott schreiner from weezer playing the bass, the bass I, I like yeah. that as a weezer fan i kind of fun. wish that oh. they would have uh brought ben Orr's son up to say something because they usually do that. Oh. And he was, they kept cutting to him. It was the the young man who was like tearing up every time they talked about Ben Orr. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just, I, usually someone is up there to... To talk to, on behalf of yeah. the deceased. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that, that, that's true. Yeah, uh, you so might they, think come on, they would have come brought on. Oh, boy. But, but I guess they're shaking it up this year. Well, it was a little touch and go. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> they performed Just What I Needed, My Best Friend's Girl, and... You might think they also performed a moving in stereo, which they cut. Uh, they they're going to cut a song out of each uh, band. Each band performs four songs this year because a certain band got uh, the short shrift. They had a little extra time. Oh my god! Uh, so yeah, they actually there were four songs roughly per band, and then they they cut. I got to imagine. I mean, I if I if they had told me those were four songs, I guess that's the one I would choose. I, but I also imagine it was probably not a great performance. I also want to say that I watched this Rock Hall induction ceremony on the same day that Childish Gambino released the video for This, this is, is America. America. And I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> the only person like, watching this and not that. Like, God. Like, I had watched that and then tuned in to watch... 
mm-hmm. the cars play a dirgy version of my best friend's girl. I was like, what is this? Is- so I think things picked up. Yes, with Sister Rosetta Tharp. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, that was a good package. I really liked that. I liked watching package. all those white people play back in back her band too. I really mm-hmm. liked that. Like um visual was really cool. And hearing like Aretha Franklin and, and Johnny Cash kinda sing her praises was yes. really mm-hmm. cool. But it, it was... also reminded me of just how much has been appropriated. Like watching her, I was like, Holy shit, like this mm-hmm. is ooh. Yeah, and the fact that most people do not know her. Yeah, I didn't you know? know her until, you know, thanks, Hall, I guess. There we go. Hey, I mean, how about that? How about I'm that? I Thank found you, her, Truly, I, I, through... That was an actual, that wasn't a uh, sarcastic one, even though it sounded like it. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Actually, thank you, The Hall, for hipping me to Sister Rosetta Tharp because she kicks ass. You know who else kicks ass? Brittany Howard. Mm-hmm. Brittany Howard Holy was shit. awesome. She was great. And I've got to imagine she had a sp- each that she gave that was either cut or it was already so brief but they went pretty much from the package to her performing and also nobody accepted the award i don't know maybe there just was i mean that happens sometimes uh maybe she just doesn't have anybody to accept the Mm -hmm. award uh but they went i mean and it's not a honestly not bad in terms of keeping the show moving show the package, and then go into the performance. And that performance kicked ass. Yes, I wrote, this is finally exciting. And then I wrote in all caps, one song? No! I wanted more. Uh, Oh, that was... If you're going to give an extra song, give it to this. This Mm -hmm. is the part of that. This was honestly, to me, the best part of the show, Mm -hmm. was this the the whole Sister Rosetta Tharp package into that song mm-hmm. with uh, Questlove on drums, yeah, uh, Felicia Collins from Letterman's Man on yeah. guitar, Oof. and my man Paul Schaefer on keys. I on mean, keys, and if you caught Schaefer, I there did. Oh yeah, end, I yeah. saw. I saw. Well, because they announced him in the beginning. They're like, and tonight, mm-hmm. blah, yes. blah blah blah. Paul Schaefer. I was like, say what? Yeah. <laughs> or is he? He used to because his oh. he used to direct the induction mm-hmm. band, right? So he uh, has been with the part of the hall since the beginning. And there's very funny videos of early inductions where they didn't really organize uh, anything. It's and just Paul playing the piano versions of people's songs. Kind of. What it is is <laughs> I think they were honestly scared to tell Chuck Berry, like, okay, you're going to sing, you're going to do three songs, and then tell Ray Charles you're going to do three songs. I think what they did was they were just like, we're going to do speeches, and then we have instruments on stage. At the end, if anybody wants to play you can and everybody was like yeah we want to play so these these very funny videos of like truly 30 40 people on stage and paul schaefer with a guitar wrapped around his shoulders <laughs> trying to straight up conduct everybody and keep them in time as like jerry lee lewis and like keith richards are, are all trying to you know riff i mean now that's something i'd like to see yeah. it's on it's on None the youtube of this fucking overproduced milk toast bullshit ceremony <laughs> the, you know the, i guess the one of the problems and I feel, I feel so bad is that this type of produced ceremony is often quite good when the artists are good mm-hmm. and there are good people there with the artists giving the speeches, performing with the artists. It can be something really special and really great and will be the type of performances that I will go back to and watch. But when you have a list of inductees that either is not there or is they're 75 years old, you know, it just – as much as you try to shine that turd, it's uh, it's difficult. 
So uh, they played That's All, the song by Sister Rosetta Tharp, and I guess they had... Uh, Felicia Collins did vocals on Strange Things Happening Every Day, but that's the one they cut. Ugh. I wish they would have showed every second of that whole thing. That was the yeah. most interesting and exciting part mm-hmm. of this whole thing to me. Oh, my gosh. Will they end up releasing those cut videos, Joe? Um, or is it? You know, some well, of them. You're not asking me. <laughs> you're asking Joe? Okay. Kristen, what do you? No, I mean. <laughs> some of them. They... Here's the thing. I think they will. Okay. <laughs> some of them they will. Some of them they won't. They usually put, like, unedited. See, Joe's just going to equivocate. Yeah. I'm at least going to give you an Give you, you a answer. damn answer. <laughs> They'll put unedited speeches often online. Mm. I don't know that they put uh, the cut songs. Got I it. don't think I've ever seen that. Uh, anyway, we move on to Dire Straits, Ooh-wee. which straight up the only thing, which I like the video. Great video. Honestly, okay, so things that I learned about Dire Straits. <laughs> I think you do like these videos. Oh, I do. The thing is you told, and we will get to this, but okay, you sure, sure, told sure. me that the package was going to make me like the Moody Blues. Okay, we'll get to that. And understand why. We'll and get to that. You know what? We're not um, there no yet. No spoilers, okay? We're not there but yet. I have, I a, I have a good feeling about this one. <laughs> if it worked. All right, so uh, yeah. No, di- I love the packages. I, I'm yeah. totally into like a little snippet, tell me why I should care. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, this is like the only way I can care about sports is when you give me the little backstory and they're all like, this person, like such and such, and he used to play for this team, and then this is his wife, and here's what he does before the game. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Um. Anyway. I was watching it and I was like, this is making me like Dire Straits more. How did I not know that they were British? (laughs) I did not know they were Mm -hmm. British. And then. They're very British. Also, the Live Aid footage kicks ass. With Sting? There's Live Aid, all the Live Aid footage of every band I've ever seen from Live Aid fucking kicks ass. Mm -hmm. All that Queen footage kicks ass. That's like the greatest Queen concert. It's like the greatest, exactly. Like, kicks ass. There's like great YouTube footage from that. Yeah. I'm Led like, Zeppelin didn't, but theirs is the one that's not good, right? I think Jimmy's it's messy. Oh. Yeah, I think it's, it's a little messy. messy. But no. yeah, but but the hit but rate's I mean, amazing on those. Jesus, mm-hmm. well, and I was just like watching, and I was like, God, like this. It, it and also it kind of made you appreciate it, the the different type of guitar playing that not Fleur was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that was like I was like, oh, but then I felt like the package was very melancholy. They were like, and you know, like. Oh, well, it just wasn't always going to be, it wasn't always going to work out. I mean, like, they mm-hmm. all were pretty bumming in the, even in the package, they, like, mm-hmm. referenced how things were going to fall apart right. several times. And I was like, that's sad. I feel like that, I, I agree completely, and I think that was an intentional way of kind of hinting at the fact that they're not there, and, like <laughs> yeah. like, kind of setting the mood of, like, Okay, this is kind of a weird thing. No one showed up. They're all living, you know, but mm-hmm. no one showed up and no one's going to induct them. So we're going to talk about that. Well, you can't tour forever. And why would we not keep on doing a thing that wasn't good? And, yeah. and to, to, here's as, no one to yeah. induct them. I mean, it That's was a way to explain. And the announcer lady just inducted them. That was yeah. the thing. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Ladies and gentlemen, we, welcome I mean, to the Rock and I Roll mean, Hall of Fame. It, it was bizarre. Straits. It was like, Wow. Yeah. That was really that that was shade. Uh, it felt like with the video I, I I don't know if you guys had this but I kept kept going like get to money for nothing. Yeah. yeah. Like they I feel like they took a long time and then they didn't even play Walk Alive. No, that was their walk up music. Uh like when they came up to get um their and walking up. You know, no, but it was cuz I thought the same thing. I thought, "Oh, is this something weird where 
Knopfler was also like, and I'm not going to give you the rights to Money for Nothing and Walk of Life or anything off right. of Brothers in Arms. Because they I spent was... a long time. Because yeah. Brothers in Arms is their it's huge the seminal album. record. Yes, yes, absolutely. And it's I feel like they're slippery when wet. <laughs> 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 but the th- like three quarters of the Dire Straits uh, video was about like their 70s output, like or before Brothers in Arms. You know. Yeah, I feel. I feel like they played like. I mean, they didn't. But it, after a while, I was like, oh, this is the fourth time in this package that they've showed them performing Romeo and Juliet. I mean, it sort of feel that way. Right. But legit, Romeo and Juliet is a great song. Great song, but also, it feels weird to and not... And again, you know. I don't think that Dire Straits should not be in the Hall of Fame. I, but I think this is a weird-ass... This is just weird. What happened, it's yeah. It's weird. Is, I mean... It's just weird. Also, they, they said, like... Then the guys, three people, come mm-hmm. up on stage and you do, have no idea you, who they are. No idea who they are. They give and they call him not a generous man. They say they say I wrote this down. Mm-hmm. While not a generous man himself, he could really write a song or something like that. It was oh, like oh, I misheard that. I thought, I thought he they said, said he was generous. not just a generous. Yeah, man. he's oh. not. So. Yeah, I thought he's. I, Maybe I, think that I is heard what they it say. wrong because oh. I was like, this is boring. Because um, that would have been insane. I like your version better though, yeah. Kristen. Well, I, way more I, dramatic. I wrote it in quotes on there. I wrote, "Not a generous man himself." I'm pretty Damn. sure it was what Jameson said. Yeah. He's not well, just a generous man, but he's also a great songwriter. Well, but he did call him a motherfucker. I that. That definitely happened. <laughs> he, he insulted him. No, it, uh, it was. They seemed very. It was very British and cordial. Of like, it's so mm-hmm. nice and thank you. And the one guy know. was wearing a baseball cap, which is always so funny. Oh yeah, yeah. To get inducted and to wear, a hat. it's like Jimmy Iovine or whoever. The, <laughs> yes, you know. maybe he, he like thought he was Iovine. getting into a different Hall of Fame. But I guess you know the reports were that the the bass player John Ilsley gave some sort of a speech that was comparable to an induction speech that, you know, someone else is supposed to give. But they really, I mean, they cut most of anything that these guys said. I mean, it was pretty in and out. Uh, and and I did not mind. It was still too long. Mm-hmm. Don't even show their speeches as far as I'm concerned. We don't know who these people are. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, I know oh, it's rude, but, like, I don't care. It's very rude. Yeah, but <laughs> so what? Rude. What, these, do you I, think that their family is like, oh, we didn't get to see your speech. Let's watch it on HBO. It's for like 10 people. Who cares? <laughs> oh, my oh, God. That's so interesting. These guys have think been about done that, that way. so dirty, and you want them erased from the history books. Listen, I'm just saying, if you couldn't get Knopfler there, then you I'm failed. sorry. You failed. <laughs> you fucked Jesus. up. So, sorry. All right. So, okay. we move on to... Uh, well, first, I just want I want to point out, uh, you know, usually they uh, cut to the audience and they show like who's there, you know, if like anybody's in the audience. And the two people I recognize, one was a uh, Sports Center anchor Chris Conley. <laughs> he was truly the most, and then the other guys, uh, Robert Kraft, mm-hmm. the owner of the Patriots, who I guess Boo. is. I guess he's buds with John Bon Jovi. I think Jerry Jones was there as well. And Bill Belichick, the um, Patriots coach. They were at the, the front table so funny. next to Bon Jovi was Kraft. Because they showed someone, and I went, that looks like – why is Bill oh. Belichick? I mean, it was very strange. <laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting. Imagine. They were all wearing MAGA hats. <laughs> right. Sorry. I can't help yeah. it. Something That's I noticed. A, one of the things I know about the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like throughout the uh, – and I'm going to say this. I thought what HBO did with the editing and the packaging and the actual broadcast of it made me interested in a way that a lot of the acts inducted themselves didn't 
you know, I thought HBO mm-hmm. did a good job yes. of like kind of salvaging, like, all right, well, Dire Straits isn't there and it's Moody Blues. But I noticed they kept throughout the evening cutting to reaction shots from members of Bon Jovi. Yes. And oh I felt God. like that. And it was so strange because there wasn't anyone else. It mm-hmm. was like, here's a thing and here's Bon Jovi laughing and here's a thing and here's, you know, Tico Torres nodding. <laughs> Um, which, oh <laughs> which I'll, I'll right, get to well, him a little bit, but but I felt yeah. like what they were trying to do is throughout it, like kind of build a little bit like of like earn this forty minute Bon mm-hmm. Jovi jack off Ex- that I, we were going to get. Exactly right, like make you like, oh yeah, I guess he is just a dude like me nodding about this. Yeah, I want to hear him talk for a half hour. Right. Oh, it was it was an interesting choice. God, duh. They cut to him solemnly nodding a lot during Mary J. Blige's speech. Because there were uh, no black people in the audience to fucking cut to. Yeah. Watching them try to find black people to cut to during the Nina Simone package mm-hmm. and the political statements that were happening during Mary J. Blige's speech was one of the most uncomfortable. I was like, oh, I mean, I'm I'm so glad that in the Nina Simone like package, they kept a lot of her political stuff. I'm glad oh, yeah. that they really highlighted it that. Was definitely I'm glad an that that was an that. emphasis. I was really happy about that. But I was like, look at them trying to find black people yeah. to cut to. It was, it was cut really to fucking something. Bill Belichick during this speech. Right, yeah. Uh, I liked her speech. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, well, I also like, I, I think that um, kind of her talking about like, I love Mary J. Blige, mm-hmm. first of all. And uh, her talking about, like, heartbreak and real, like, real pain and kind of finding solace in music and stuff, I felt like she felt so connected to Nina Simone. And I feel mm-hmm. like her music is so emblematic of what Nina started. And I, she was a great person to do the induction. Yeah, I thought she was pretty awesome. Pretty perfect. Pretty perfect. And then her brother accepted. And what a cool dude he is. And, I, and the reports from the induction was that he spoke for maybe half an hour. Oh, really? They what? really they really cut him down. But you can kind of see it in the edit. Mary J kind of like grabs him and like and is like, okay, we're done. And gives him the, th- yeah, and, yeah. And like kind of shuffles him off. Uh, I guess he was like really uh He was going off the storm. cuff, it mm-hmm. seemed like, you know. And guess what? I don't mind that they cut that down. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't mind either. You do you know need to hear a half an hour from Nina Simone's brother? Mm-mm. No. No. I don't no. think so. All you need so. is if I mean, you want to be sure a queen, you can be a queen. If you want to be a king, you can be a king. <laughs> yeah. Great. That's a wow. good little soundbite. That's such a, I mean, I, I thought like, oh, wow, what a nice, sweet, succinct little thing. And that's no, he was, he was like an he old was, rambling no. man, apparently. <laughs> uh, but I thought, I thought. I mean, I thought the, these performances were, were quite good as well. I did not love them. Okay. I did not love the Andrew Day or the Lauren Hill performances. I thought they were a little, I don't know. I First of all, I was like, who is Andrew Day? So yeah. I started doing my own little Googles mm-hmm, during mm-hmm. this. Right. I was like, she's got cool aesthetic. I like all these rings. I like the big, um, the big Buffon hair and stuff like that into that. But I didn't feel like she was kind of... Uh, I don't know. I felt like I, I, I was like, I don't think she's all that. Oh wait, is she? Maybe. I was like, mm-hmm. I, it was never. It was never kind of knocking me. She was acting like she was knocking my socks off, but my yeah. socks were still on. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it just wasn't super doing it for me. It, it didn't feel um, connected to to the songs. I guess. Uh, well, and she I, did. I wish I knew how it would feel to be free. 
Uh, and then she did, which is I, a great song, very good song. And I put a spell on you. But I I, I thought like she the Nina Simone version. I did not like. I put a spell. On I you. liked. I liked. I put a spell on you quite a bit. The I scatting was, you were into it. The whole thing. I thought that it was a great performance. I th- I didn't love it. I got. I don't know. I wanted another political song. Sure. I wanted. Um, you know, yeah, I wanted another political song. Yeah, it was the the I put a spell on you to me is so synonymous with Screamin' Jay Hawkins mm-hmm. that original that it was interesting that they chose. Not that Nina Simone's version isn't. It's it, iconic, isn't, it's pretty but iconic. It's, but it's there are so many more songs that I feel like are so synonymous with with her and everything. That was a uh, who's ever choice. I mean, it's a great song and and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean. It. When I was like, I I wanted to love this. Like, I am very. I love Nina Simone. Mm -hmm. I really was like ready. I was like, oh, good. At least the Nina Simone part is going to be good. And then I was like, this is not doing it for me. It felt like something was missing. Yes, something was just not connecting. It wasn't connecting, and it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't connect, and it also I think too. Then maybe it wasn't connecting with the audience as well. You know, and you're feeling that in that that, in in the moment. The Lauren Hill stuff, I when she first, I love Lauren Hill also, mm-hmm. and when she came out, I was like, "This is going to be great." And she was clearly having some monitor troubles. You know, yeah, she kept having to, to move her monitor and stuff. So I get that. The thing that I super hated during her portion was when the fucking synthesizer came in. It was like she was doing it all a cappella. And then it there was just this like sweeping band that came in, and then there's like a synthesizer. It sounded like prog rock jazz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I hated it. I was like, this is, I hate this. I this is not good. It was like Mannheim Steamroller is what I wrote down. <laughs> I was very very annoyed. Yeah. And then the hype man comes out and his mic doesn't work. That I'm like, was strange because I think that guy's just in Lauren Hill's band. And I was uh, like, I literally wrote down, "What is happening?" I liked his hat. He had a Hall of Fame hat. He sure did. Oh, I tried. I tried to find what merch. who he was. You know, and he was I, the merch guy. He was at the table. He works at the at the museum. <laughs> um, I just also, but then when Lauren Hill rapped, I was like, "This is what I'm here for. I'm here for like Lauren Hill to put her own political spin on sure. what's going on. Like, I'm here to like actually. I wanted to see a modern take on what was going on, and this was not it until the until very end. Good at the end, yeah. and I was like, if they don't end on feeling good, I'm shutting my computer <laughs> um, <laughs> you heard it right. and then but and then i was like i wanted a modern take on it because she is so timely like what we were getting from the package what we were getting from the speeches was so timely and then we got kind of this oh i really hated a lot of the beginning of lauren hill's performance that that Mannheim steamroller stuff really yeah, made which me annoyed. black is the color of my true love's hair was the yes. first song and then but then when she started rapping and like putting her own spin on it and like it be, it felt more alive it felt fresher mm-hmm. and i was like also like i just you know i miss you lauren hill it's so nice to like right, yeah. hear you say something like it's just nice mm-hmm. to hear new words come out of your mouth it was like interesting so it, it, it was to me like when you don't when you have those tribute performances there in lieu of the original artist uh it, what the lauren hill thing did was similar to what needed like she she put her own spin on Nina Simone's songs in the same way that Nina Simone put her own spin on kind of standards, standards and like yeah. that. And I thought that was such a nice um, continuation of like of that legacy and that uh, and that approach to artistry. I really loved that in a way that um, I you know some of the other uh, maybe the I put a spell on you didn't really 
win mm-hmm. over in the same way. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so the, the songs that Lauren Hill did, Black is the Color, My True Love's Hair, I've Got Life, and Feeling Good. I guess there was a song called, uh, I'm going to probably butcher this, Nemekitipa. Oh, Nemekitipa. That's yeah. like the French song. Yeah, she did right. that. Uh, um, Nina Simone did that. Yeah, did so that was also performed, that but that song. was cut for the broadcast. Okay, then we moved on to, surprise, it's Little Stevie. Oh, yeah. Here comes. Coming out. And the thing that. A true gypsy. (laughs) I mean, wow. Wow. What kind of stuck with me most about this was the ownership that he has over the Rock Hall. Yes. He's like, Mm -hmm. we decided this year that we were going to do this. And we are inducting these singles. I was like, okay, dude. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, he is one of the more public faces of the Nomcom. Uh, okay, so he's on the Nomcom. Yes, for sure. he's on the okay, Nomcom, and he makes. Time. It seems like he's making some decisions, and I know he's he pushes a lot of artists who should not be pushed. You know, like he's constantly like trying to get the Jay Giles band in, and, and and the the public at large is kind of like, well, what are you uh, doing? Yeah. Stop it, man! Come on, man! Yeah, yeah. No, I, I he is such a. a fascinating character that mm-hmm. I love seeing him talk and I thought the addition of like hey we're going to start inducting singles is super cool yeah. and I think we it's a smart We talked about this before mm-hmm. though the idea that they kind of sprung it on them yeah, and yeah, they yeah. didn't have anybody like the people didn't seem to know <laughs> None of the artists were there mm-hmm. uh, as as far as we know and it seemed, I think that's confirmed uh nobody knew this was going to happen i guess there's no acknowledgement of this category even on the rock hall's website which is strange whoa i don't think there's any knowledge of acknowledgement of it in the museum and there's usually at least one small exhibit that has uh some recognition of that year's inductees uh i think it's a good category i agree with you jameson uh and it's a way to acknowledge artists that probably aren't going to get in Mm. but uh handled strange Lee. Yeah, that I mean, sure. So it was Rocket eighty eight. Uh, I liked the little videos. As I mean, as always, the videos were cool. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. fine with the videos. I just you know, also definitely like Rumble. That's the song. I get it. I know why it was banned. Mm-hmm. It makes you want to fuck. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what struck me is how for you know Louis Louis being such a controversial FBI investigating it because it's like how nerdy the oh, Kingsmen also, are in a way. Pop- talking yes. about distorting my day and <laughs> yeah. oh god i i like hearing uh, I from those it. types of weirdos like, that's who you got to weigh in on louis well Louis. also like a 20 year old iggy pop interview like clearly oh, like yeah. from I mean, a long time a ago. long time ago oh, uh but boy. yeah rocket 88 rocket 88 rumble the twist louis louis whiter shade of pale and born to be wild pretty good uh crew great batch yeah yeah who uh, who do you see who do you both see in the next like what springs oh. to mind is like oh a single that the artist isn't going to get in but it is a song that needs to be mm-hmm. recognized I, you know we we thought maybe dick dale we covered dick dale yeah. a few episodes ago yeah. we think he maybe miserloo on miserloo could be i think maybe like please mr postman with the marvelettes, marvelettes. i think we're looking at a day that like you know jump around <laughs> <laughs> with uh, House of Pain. From House of Pain. I mean, their other stuff is just weaker, let's be honest. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe like Something's in the Air by Thunderclap Newman. Yeah. Um, Probably Baby's Got Back. Wild Thing, I think is it would be oh, definitely right. in that spot the by the Trogs. Oh, yeah. That yeah. seems like a... Spot. I was thinking oh, um, Wild Thing, 96 Born, Born Tears. Born to be Wild? Mm-hmm. That, that, that got was in this year. year. Got yeah. in this year. <laughs> we yeah. just... 
Yeah. But it can get you in again. It. Born to be wild thing. <laughs> there you go. Wild thing by Tone Loke. Okay. Yeah. I'm um, listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's cool and it's um it, it'll be fun. I I feel like as we start to get into kind of more of the fragmentation of like you know what rock and roll isn't the predominant music that people are listening to on the radio and everything mm-hmm. like that'll be their way of kind of keeping relevant if they're still inducting like you know twenty years from now like and we finally got around to MC five or you know whoever it is right. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, another one I thought of was uh, well, I lost it. Oh. I can't believe I. I think I, I think when they get into disco, I think like the seventies because this went up to whatever. This went up to sixty-eight. Yeah, it went from like fifty-one to sixty-eight. So, like I will survive came to mind when I was thinking. Oh earlier, yeah, I was yeah. Like, oh, that's, yeah, that's a great one. That's one where I don't think Gloria Gaynor would get in, but that song well, is. They already put sorry. Nile Roger in for the um, you know artistic excellence or whatever. Do you mm-hmm. think that like. Um, Le Freak, oh, that she like. What's the song called? Is it called Le Freak? Well, the thing is, I think Chic has Chic had good times, which is really probably their biggest oh. hit, and Le Freak. So I don't think you can really boil them down to just You're one. Right? Oh, well, that's their own curse. Then they had two hits. <laughs> Although I will, I will say, Steppenwolf, Magic Carpet Ride is a pretty great oh, song. Oh, Magic Carpet Ride mm-hmm. kicks, but that's but, a, <laughs> but it's too long. <laughs> it's too long. Uh, and you have to give it to Born to Be Wild as like yeah. the the ground breaking yeah uh oh uh stand by me was what i was gonna say by oh, benny, benny yeah, King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean that could be a good one yeah uh, uh my my college boyfriend once said that you could tell whether you were listening to an oldie station or a classic rock station based on which version of magic carpet ride they played if they play the single version it's an oldie station if they play the full version it's a um it's a classic rock station <laughs> this sounds like something i would say yet i hate it I hate this person. <laughs> this is too far even for me. I gotta say. All right. Uh, so then we go into Kristen's favorite. Why? The Moody Blues. Oh, Moody Blues, baby. My God. You hated the video package. I hated every second of this. I really did because this was because you're going to go from fucking the Moody Blues and then into Bon Jovi. This is literally what I think is the goddamn problem. This Mm -hmm. little just like friendship club of like, well, let's just they really want to be in it. So we should put them in. Fuck you. No. Justice for Pat Benatar. How did you feel about Ann Wilson's speech? Oh, she was literally the best thing about it. All. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed her speech, but it did not convince me. Mm-hmm. I was like, she spoke I'm, from the heart. And mm-hmm. I said this already. I'm like very glad that they. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know I was doing that until the words were coming out of my mouth. <laughs> well, you're amazing, And then I had man. to wink at you because I couldn't just let it slide. <laughs> nope. 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 Uh, oh my gosh. All right. So, uh, no, I'm glad that, that they affected her and everything. And I thought her speech was the best part of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe the closest to even inching you to, to even being convinced. Me a moment. I was like, I'm really glad that heart exists. So sure. I guess I'm glad mm-hmm. that the Moody Blues happened. I mean, I'm not sad that they happened. I just am like, <laughs> no, they don't. They're not there. They like if what this arbitrary thing, it just to me, uh, we've already you know, discussed why I don't think that they should. Right. Be. And I think what's why it's a particularly tough pill to swallow is the class that they're in. Mm-hmm. I think maybe if the Moody Blues if was they snuck in with some all stars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what I mean, j- even just thinking about the other artists that were uh nominated this year just thinking if like the moody blues was sandwiched in between like ll cool j and the eurythmics or something Mm -hmm. then it's like that's like you know 
it's a, a little you know the, the pill's going down a little bit uh better it's a little sugar i wrote after ann wilson's speech i wrote this speech is better than the band <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it feels like the theme of this year's induction is uh, please kill us like well like <laughs> oh making up for Lost time, lost time. Absolutely, you know? this is this is definitely a year of this like this is a catch up year, mm-hmm. yeah. full of crap. Where every and we, we've discussed it before, Bon Jovi, they acted like it. It's about fucking time, but they were the they waited nine years, and you know Moody Blues waited like twenty eight or something, right? Right. And like a lot of these bands waited a lot longer, so yeah. it was like a makeup for lost time, and it gives me hope, perhaps foolishly, that in the years to come. We won't have to deal with these guys anymore, I and mean, we will have interesting artists. Are there any other <laughs> bands that have been just like sticking around in the nominations every year, but not getting well, it? Well, here's the deal: a lot of these, nearly all these bands, were not nominated before. So the, the Moody, Moody Blues had never been nominated. This was, so it was the kind of they thing were of like F Y N. Yes, and that can sometimes happen to a group that's long snubbed. So the nominating committee for a long time was like, no fucking way are we going to nominate the Moody Blues. They don't deserve it. And it just came around time where it was like, well, I guess people are going to complain. Who? People, I think, who go to the museum. What? I was reading that sometimes they get information from the museum this was this i was reading this about kiss specifically yeah that that you know someone That's what from I mean, but i don't think that there's a rabid moody blues fans I'm... coming over from england and being like <laughs> where are the moody blues exhibit i can't believe the moody blues are came all here. the way from oh i used to Bristol. fucking trip out on them in the 60s i love the moody blues you mean to tell me that there's no moody blues here Hello, no. I'm in the band, the Moody Blues. Why are we not in your <laughs> I museum? I literally wrote this down watching it because they were like so happy to be in it. And then they kept cutting to the crowd. And there was just like, you know, five tables full of middle-aged white people just loving it. So yeah. happy that they were there. I was like, is this a bringer show? Right. It I'll, was literally I'd like, thank, like, I'd like to thank me wife. Yeah, woman. Ugh. Hello. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're doing great, Graham. It was. It was like they had packed the house. It was like, all right, Moody Blues. If you want in, you need to bring at least five people. They all have a two-item minimum. Like they're gonna all have to buy rock hall hats. I yeah. think you are under underestimating the baby boomers' affection for Moody Blues. I know my mom in particular likes the Moody Blues. And I remember as a kid when we would go to the Hall of Fame, she'd be like, why don't you think the Moody Blues are in there? Don't you are think you they are? I am 100% serious. Your mother. My mother. Wondered aloud. Mm-hmm. She's like, don't you think the Moody Blues, didn't they, they like really like brought in like orchestral things the way other people wow. didn't? She definitely, and this is a woman who was there as it was happening. You're trying to tell us that your mom did drugs, huh? My mom was what tuning in, dropping out, <laughs> all of it, baby. Turning on, tuning in, dropping out. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I just one more thing in the Moody Blues perform. I mean, maybe maybe a lot of more things, but at least one more thing. I was so taken aback and um, uh, dis- uh, I don't know if disgusted is the word, but when they went into the drummer's spoken word intro to mm-hmm. Nights in White Satin, yeah. that... The late lament is is what it's called. Yeah, well, yeah, lament is right. <laughs> oh, is that the, the Lord of, of the Rings audiobook portion yes. of the yeah. fucking mm-hmm. show? Mm-hmm. Wake up and smell the flowers <laughs> rolling down the mist as the sails of time give way to the angels of our better mercy. 
I mean, it was just whatever it was. It was so, and he looked like a child at a spelling bee. It was a mess. I, I was I, angry. I said, and now I had, so I had to watch all these fucking speeches, and then I had to watch the fucking Moody Blues. And the man give a speech there. in the middle of, and then yeah. and then <laughs> the speeches he, aren't over. Then he does the fucking Lord of the Rings audiobook. <laughs> And then I basically watched like a British holiday resort concert. <laughs> like was. literally it looked it like was. it was like watching like they're all in Mallorca or, you know, they're on the like little <laughs> Costa del Sol, all the British sunburned people in white on the beach watching the goddamn Moody Blues play in halftime. And then I was and, then, and I was like, here's what's happening. And then then not only that. Knights in White Satin, in my opinion, counts as two songs. You don't right. get to play three songs. If mm-hmm. one of your you songs has an audiobook in it, you don't. <laughs> no. They, they played four. <laughs> ah! Do you know what they cut? Your Wildest Dreams? Yep. Yeah. You know what they didn't cut? Whatever that Seesaw song was. Right. Right. That was, that's what they went out on. I was pissed. That's their. That's the one that gets the crown. Oh, that's my the God. One that's like that. Their, they closed the entire ceremony on. Shut your they, fucking mouth. They shifted around <laughs> no. the order of this stuff. Oh, bon Jovi God. actually went first because Howard Stern wanted to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, come on. Get your bags. No, we're not leaving until <laughs> they fucking play Ride My Seesaw. Uh, Ride My Seesaw was the closer to the whole, whole fucking thing. thing. This is in, this thing, the way they aired it was completely out of order, which is not something they normally do from But they the recognized how weak sauce this fucking year was. Yeah. Uh, bon Jovi went first? They did. because, Like, I, Howard Stern was like, I, I don't want to stay, so let me go. Uh, so they, Moody Blues. You and me both, Howard. I guess you know what I got. One thing that I'm in with Howard Stern. On. Okay, good for him. Um, re- as a recap, Moody Blues played "I'm Just a Singer," mm. uh, "Nights in White." Fine song, but they played it like shit. Yeah, mm. they're not really singers much oh, anymore. Uh, "Nights in White Satin" with the late lament intro, and then "Ride My Seesaw" with your wildest dreams cut out. I just want to say that poor woman on flute. You guys, you guys see that poor woman? Yeah. You know, she's seemed like, I mean, comparatively, she was a, a baby. Uh, I just like, imagine you play your your flute your whole life and you're like, I might be in the London Symphony Orchestra. And then your job is you tour with 90 year old men. <laughs> Are they still, you're, they're still touring? The Moody Yeah. Blues? So those three dudes. So there was one dude who was uh, Mike Pinder, I guess. He was keyboards. He was up there. They didn't. I guess they cut his speech, uh, and he also was not playing with them, so he has not been with them for a while. Uh, but yeah, it's those the. Bases. Also, they'll cut his speech, but those three guys from Dire Straits really—they need to—they need their time. I mean, they cut. They probably cut a lot from those dudes as well. Uh, but yeah, the, those three guys still tour as Moody Blues, you know, with a backup band, including that poor woman on the flute. And I just feel bad for her. Yeah. No. Agreed. Agreed. Especially, I mean, when she had her flute solo, they like dimmed the lights on her and put up the. You know the picture of the flute player from which I get, but is also like <laughs> right. Oh, you know what? Man. I think that dude, that dude Ray Thomas, he died in January. Yeah, I I just oh, looked it up. That's so recent. Right before, That's so did sad. he know they were going to yes, get inducted? He, he so knew sad. they were inducted. Uh, so he could go to. He so could then he, ca- could die. he could die. <laughs> he was he able could to go to play knowing. his flute, which is v- perfect ascending to heaven music. Flew himself <laughs> up to heaven. He flew. To, I no no no. <laughs> yeah. We're cutting that. Hey, speaking of which. <laughs> 
we went we go right into very appropriately edited go from the moody blues to the in memoriam oh yeah uh which you know a lot of Oh, I'm so glad they kept that full Black Hole Sun rendition. We'll in. get to, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, God, lot lot of lot of heavy hitters died this year. Uh, Fats Domino, Walter Becker, uh, Glenn Campbell, Chester Bennington, yeah, Tom Petty. Did now, they put Avicii in there? Uh, He'll I, go in next year. Honestly, I think he will. I think he will yeah, too. It was too late. That uh, was like a mean joke I was making, but he probably will. Oh, it's sad when people. I mean. Die. Uh, sure. The yeah, Prodigy from Mob Deep, Mob Deep, excuse me, Greg Allman, mm-hmm. uh, Dolores O'Rourdon, uh, Ray Thomas was in there. Did we ever find out what happened to Dolores O'Rourdon? Do we know anything about uh, that? Heart? I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Uh, All right. And then you know they ended on Chris Cornell. Here's what's weird: they start on Fats Domino, who was a first first year of the Hall's existence inducted. He's a first class Hall of Famer. And, and he was also in the first class. <laughs> he's first class. I, I mean, in the oh, boy. I get it. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, Guys, he's a he's a sorry, he's sorry. first class. Guys, oh, he's boy. first class entertainer. I got it, Captain. <laughs> um, they end on Chris Cornell, yeah, and he gets a tribute. He is not in the hall. It's it's it, it's kind of unprecedented. I mean, here's the only thing I can think of is he inducted Hart. He gave the speech for Hart. Well, and do you think he'll be in there? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But he's not now. And like, also, you probably could have inducted them this year, right? There was it was the timeline wise. I was I was shocked that they were not were at least they nominated. On, were they nominated? They were not no. nominated. They've never been nominated. They were not nominated this year after his death, and I was surprised because you would think that kind of. I mean, with like George Harrison, uh, and there's there's a few mm-hmm. Lou Reed. There's a few examples where the person dies and they get inducted. Uh, immediately yeah no it, it um it, it agreed it was very uh strange especially like you said there were so many heavy hitters it's like how do you not uh why pick him and i it does feel a bit like some attempt to be relevant ish mm. you know and i'm not saying it is <laughs> yeah, no, but i, that. I, I, I think that. that's what they were trying to do but yeah what do we think of the actual performance? Weird. What a piece of junk. Yeah. It was Did not weird. like it. Very Strange weak. arrangement. It, boring. Uh, boring as hell. Yeah. Here's the thing. It was not well arranged, and then there was no build to it. The thing that's good about Black Hole Sun is that it builds. Yeah. It's not an exciting song at all. Mm. That, and I love Black Hole Sun. Yeah. I, I like that song a lot. I don't love it, but I what watching this version made me realize just how good the actual version is. Just guitar. Ugh. Jerry Cantrell from Allison James. Sure, but like And Ann Wilson singing. And not singing that well. It was That's just so from, boring. No, I did not reach. like it at all. You know what? I think they should have cut it. Well, I mean, to be fair, it wasn't very good, but it, <laughs> but it was very long. And that is true. It was definitely long, yeah. and it certainly was plodding. I it will was, say it was mm-hmm. plodding. I found myself, uh, which I think with a good song, you don't have to do with a good arrangement. I found myself like in my head filling in the space with mm-hmm. the drums, drums and the bass, yeah. and the ba- you know, just the stuff that gives it that you know, boom, 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 black yeah. like that. Because without it, it was just. You know, it was interesting. Now, here's my question to both of you. Is there another Soundgarden or Chris Cornell song that you think would have been a more fitting? Hell no. 
thing. I mean, that's like Hell that's no. the iconic song. Right, I'm trying right. to think. Can like, I name another Spoonman? <laughs> right, that would have been weird I mean, if they you know, sang Spoonman. What's another Cochise song? from Audio right. Slave, you know? <laughs> like legit, what's another Soundgarden uh, song? Oh, uh, my on Black Days, you can't do oh, that. Yeah. Outshined. Uh, Outshined, My Wave, Below the Outside World, Burning My, my I know Hand. that song. Pretty News. Pretty News. Yeah, uh, I guess now, now that we're naming song titles, yeah. Black Hole Sun was yeah, probably, probably the best choice. Pretty News would have been an odd choice. Pretty News would have been a rough one. <laughs> Yikes. Um, but that's like the, the saddest one and also the, the most famous one. Yeah. But also, I mean, I hate I like Chris Cornell and it's such a tragedy that he died. But like, do we need to do a, a tribute to a, a him and not Greg Allman, I guess? Mm-hmm. Is, yeah. You know. Yeah, they should have done Give Me Three Steps in the style of Soundgarden. <laughs> that <laughs> then it would have been a double. <laughs> is Leonard Skinner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. You're right. Wait, what's the almond? Well, oh, uh, what's a funny? What's, just I'm no angel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what's the, what? Yeah, I'm no I'm angel. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm no stranger. I'm no angel. <laughs> Wait, so Leonard but he Skinner is an angel now, so they can't sing that. Are different right. bands? What, yeah. yeah, believe it or not, the Allman Brothers don't aren't in Leonard's game. No, they didn't make it. No, but like, never mind. What? Just what are some iconic Allman Brothers songs? Oh, I mean, Midnight Rider. Yes, I think probably would have been that's your that's the song you play to that's do a jazz. Yeah, uh, that's that would have been good to do. You could also do that in a Soundgarden style. Yeah, yeah, Sweet Melissa, Jessica. Yeah, yeah, play play the guitar solo. <laughs> right, that's the thing. That's it's all like of Jessica's, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, well, you know, thankfully right. uh, he won't die again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we are we are out of almonds yeah. at this point. Uh, wow, we have we're we're done with uh, almonds. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh man, really that's what they should have done. Together with your hands, save me. They should have done like yeah, a parody version of Spoonman, but with all the all people the- who died's yeah. names in it. Chubby, check a say goodbye. He's alive. <laughs> it's Fats Domino. <laughs> Look, Big Bopper is dead. Ch- Chubby Checker's alive. Fats Domino. What is I really dead. like is that I've made a similar mistake twice. <laughs> Which I get. Checkers, Dominoes, Chubby, the, Fats. The, it's the, basically the, the same thing. And that the Almond Brothers and Leonard Skinner are a very similar bands mm-hmm. as yes. well. It's it's just really that pleases me. It doesn't bum me out at all. It actually makes me feel good. So. Uh, now I've I've got to imagine just it's the first time I'm really thinking about it. Chubby Checker probably named himself after Fats Domino. Uh, y- yeah, there's right? no way. There's no way that's a coincidence. Yeah, <laughs> it's and- <laughs> Chubby Checker is the name you would come up with in a TV show if you needed a surrogate, like a proxy yeah. for Fats yeah. Domino. Right, that's right. like the name you'd come up with, like yeah. in The Simpsons, like if you were going to make fun of them. Right, <laughs> some sort of. Uh, um, Obese chess piece. Right. Yeah. Right. Hey, you guys want to go see uh, yeah, Big chunky. Bone Backgammon <laughs> the Civic Center? Chunky Othello. <laughs> chunky Othello is so close to Childish Gambino in like the way it sounds. Right. That is amazing. Um, oh, let's go see Thick Chess. <laughs> yeah, Thick Chess doing his new song, The uh, Rotate. <laughs> on baby <laughs> let's rotate let's together now we're talking to... let's get to our main event let's do which it. was the actually the first event. thing that they did which was the induction of bon jovi mm. did the video get you amped up even a little let me tell you what i wrote down 
legit, this Bon Jovi package is making me like them more. That's the it thing. It worked. That one worked. You couldn't flip me on the Moody Blues because that was a boring ass shit mm-hmm. package. It did. It wasn't that great. It just because the Moody Blues aren't that great. The thing about Bon Jovi is like they're just popular Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. they fucking were really popular when i was a very small child and they're like real like i don't know i did like the part where they were like they couldn't categorize us because we weren't heavy metal and we weren't pop it's like yeah you're hair metal we have that's that's what they could categorize you as a (laughs) fucking hair band i'm sorry it also i had a realization which is that i'll be there for you could have been written by diane warren like I was like that song has mm-hmm. that kind of like fucking like like oh not the friends theme the bond <laughs> sorry I yeah, completely no, no, thought no 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 yeah, I'll no. be there for this, you these five words I say to you right when you breathe I want I mean that is like a Diane yeah. Warren song like it, it it's essentially like what's the Aerosmith one where they do uh, the don't Diane want to miss Warren. the thing yeah, exactly. that's like their don't want to miss the thing but yeah. I was like that's wild that Bon Jovi wrote what could have been like a Diane Warren because fucking. Aerosmith didn't write I Don't Want to Miss a Thing. Like Correct. that's I was like, oh, good for them. That's actually like a legit good ballad that they wrote. Um, well, they got a lot of help on most of their songs by a guy, named, a guy named Desmond Child, who is very – who also wrote songs for Aerosmith. So he definitely is a type very similar to Diane Warren as someone who comes in and helps these rock bands write pop songs. Yeah. Like to get catchy hooks and stuff. Is he Swedish? Uh, it's always a sweet. I feel like in pop music oh, there's now like Max it's always Martin. like Max Martin, like yeah. Swedish producer. No, he's from Gainesville. Uh, but, you Gainesville, know, he, Florida? Yeah. Really? My man Desmond. Uh, and he is... Gainesville, Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Giannisville. <laughs> I love that you were like, wait, Gainesville, Florida? Well, there's Gainesville, George. I, I I went to school in Gainesville, Florida, and I and I just had never heard him for. That's all. I was mm-hmm. very uh, Desmond surprised. Child wrote. I, he's not credited on. I'll be there for you, but it may be on the download. But he is credited. Living on a prayer. You give love a bad name. Bad medicine. Uh, like most of of their big hits, wow. and also. All those songs in Aerosmith's catalog that sound the same from the end of the 80s, like Crazy, mm-hmm. Angel. Yeah. Ragdoll. Uh, I'm just thinking of those videos, yeah. actually. But Ragdoll is probably not <laughs> right. sound the same. It's got more of a weird... <laughs> a little boogie going <laughs> on. that, like, video cycle, yes, I yes, remember. For yes. sure. Uh, so anyway, I thought Howard Stern's speech was good. I enjoyed his speech. That was entertaining. I think he's he's obviously a good speaker, uh, and I was like, okay. So first off, the video did get me a little bit amped for a band that I do not care about, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, interesting. And then Howard Stern was was funny. Mm-hmm. He was uh, irreverent as usual. Oh my god! Did I, you not enjoy his speech at all? I don't like Howard Stern. Really. Okay. Uh, um... Are we sure it was not Rick Ocasek? <laughs> <laughs> Do we know if he just switched coats? Because boy, oh boy, do those guys look almost identical. I here, I uh, boy, I really, I a lot of my problems with um, Stern's speech have to do with my feminist killjoy tendencies. Mm-hmm. Um, in the beginning, I was like, okay, like Howard Stern is here for the people. Like he's here. He's like it's like a populist 
like plea that he's making mm-hmm. where he's yes. like, listen, these guys sold fucking records and you can't tell me that like Leonard Cohen wishes he sold this many records. Like, nah, 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 nah. and I was yeah. like, this is what's wrong with America. Right, yeah, equating um, <laughs> uh, money and exactly. wealth with It's like how the stock market is not the economy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and And also like this whole popularity thing, I just was like, it's just so – it's really, to me, like very lame and stupid that they want to be in the hall so bad. Yeah, they. I really mean, that's what I think is there. so like that. It's making, and I'm like, it's literally like one of those things where it's like the people who want it the most are the people who should not be in it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like it's not very rock and, rock and roll to want yeah. to be in the fucking rock and roll hall of fame and to have to fucking make a big deal out of it and like mm-hmm. whine and like have your speech prepared for so long. That is not rock and roll. You know what's rock and roll? Not doing your concert in Brazil and not showing up. <laughs> I just, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I just, I was like also, okay. So I really, that, I thought it was cute that he talked about how they're actually nice guys. I mm-hmm. thought that was really nice. And I they do good that things. They and they're, do good things. Yeah. And also, I after the heartbreak of the Rick Ocasek, uh, Ocasek uh, Paulina Portskova um, breakup, I was like, oh, you know, Bon Jovi, they have, he has the actual, like, rock marriage. Like, you know, that is the, the big one that he, and so I did a little research while I was, half listening to his speech um <clears throat> but the thing about back to howard stern's speech the thing that that i super a, a type of joke that i think is played out that he did like four times in the thing is like bon jovi looks like a girl blah blah mm-hmm. blah, blah, I, blah i i fucked i fucked them uh, yeah. Yeah. i mean i just yeah. can't it's so fucking lame and mm-hmm. stupid and then when he started singing i was like stop it you gotta mm-hmm. and then also and, but when he got the crowd to sing, it was cute. It was just yeah. more of like him reiterating that it's like these guys deserve it because they're popular. Yeah. And eat shit, Bob Dylan and all that stuff where he's like, and they made a lot of money. I was just like, this is so fucking lame. That's this not is what not it's about. Cool. Yeah. Like, and it's not cool. Mm-hmm. Like Howard Stern's speech was not cool. It was fucking broy and shitty. It and it sucked at points. And then he name checked the Moody Blues, and I was like, <laughs> "No, you go to hell, Howard Stern." He also name checked all of the bands that were they inducted were, that year, white. and he did not name check Nina Simone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, literally, fuck off and die. Like. Mm-hmm. I also, though, not realizing realizing that that was at the beginning of the night. That it, was it at the does beginning of the night. It does change it a little bit. And for also, me. he was specifically talking about when he was a DJ on rock radio. Yes, on rock radio. I yeah. understood it, but mm-hmm. it was just his speech really annoyed me in many ways. It, it, it was endearing in certain ways, and I'm glad mm-hmm. that like they got someone who you know has cred. But like, no, not for me. Not for me. Yeah, uh, I did not. Uh, any thoughts on Stern? I, it, I mean, everything that you were saying, Kristen, about it's, you know, it's big and douchey and bro and, like, when everyone sung along, it was like, what? Is, I mean, but to me, that is, like, the, the epitome perfect. of Bon Jovi. That's like, Bon Jovi. When exactly. I think of, like, the times in my life that I've heard or been excited to hear Bon Jovi, it's when I've had a little too much to drink and I'm at a karaoke bar or a party mm-hmm. and everyone is singing along to living on a prayer. Yeah. And, I mean, I would never... You know, Bon Jovi's not a band that I'm going to like, hmm, I haven't listened to 1400 Voltage or whatever, you know, in a while. Oh, I haven't a new country album out. I guess I'll listen. Like, never that. But it's one of those things where it's like, oh, boy, when you hear that, 
you go, yeah. oh yeah, this is yeah, this is great. And I agree, like it, it, the 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 classically stern parts of the speech were like, come on, God, man. The and then he complained. Joke. He made that. Yeah. He Which they've been making for the, thirty the, years. Exactly yeah. yeah. the stupidest, most mm-hmm. hack played out shit yeah. joke about how they killed the ozone layer with right. their hairspray yeah. use. I mean. I, it but was... it's almost it, to me. It's almost like uh, a speech you give at a wedding reception, where it's like you don't ha- you don't you go for kind of the easy. The just, yeah, I mean, like a... it was a populist speech for oh, a populist band yeah. by a pop. Yeah. You know what I mean? No doubt. But he complained that they cut thirty minutes out of his speech. No, they or cut something? they cut three minutes out of his speech. Oh, and he wow. was he was he's been on the radio. He's been furious oh, that they dared to cut I three minutes out of that long speech. Post something on Twitter. I read a headline about that and clicked no further because I don't <laughs> right. fucking care Which, what he thinks. Um, they cut people's entire speeches they trimmed down everybody's speech they let the bulk of his like he if he kind of understood the way you have to take a fucking five he didn't stay for the whole ceremony he doesn't know it was fucking five hours and they have to condense it to three yeah they you know for all the people who gave speeches they probably left the most percentage wise of his speech remained in the final cut i mean there was just so many i mean what's cuttable in that Right. Well, what does he have a point? Like, was he? Did they cut something that he felt was? Pointed? I think no. I think he just thinks it was like, oh, the, now my timing's off, and like they they cut some of my jokes. I, they they kept in fuck Jan Winter. You know what I right. mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like he should be thrilled that they didn't cut that out. Yeah. Is Howard Stern ever thrilled? No. Yeah. No, he's a miserable man. Yeah. Uh, who who was upset? He had to go to Cleveland yeah. and then left immediately. Yeah. All right, so we, let's get into the uh, speeches from the band members, uh, which seemed endless. But, yeah, uh, oh, I wrote when I was when I was writing down each band member, I had to scratch out because I thought John <laughs> Such was Tico Torres. I didn't fucking know who these guys are, so I have Tico Torres written down and scratched out. Um, I mean, Hugh McDonald, who's my favorite member of Bon Jovi, he's the old guy who doesn't look like he should be in the band. And no. was secretly... Oh, he's the one that they they said that he's like didn't have the he look. was already in a good he was already in another band when he joined. He was like the the guy that they were like I don't know in Bon Jovi basically told when he told retold the package and the lit- <laughs> the legend of how they all yeah. got together. I was like he was Hugh McDonald is barely part of that. Uh... He's the guy who's recording the bass lines in the studio, and he played on Runaway, and he wow. he's the dude who was reading off his phone and had, like, a weird jacket and, like, super short hair uh, and was wearing sunglasses. He looks like a, a – uh, he should be, like, a professor or something. Yeah. I mean, he's what very – What a square. You know. You're in Bon Jovi, man? I don't yeah. buy it. Yeah, come on, dude. Uh, no, no. This guy's too nerdy to be in Bon Jovi. <laughs> yeah. I thought of, of all of them, actually, Tigo Torres' speech was one of the better ones of them you know i you know i i know you think it's lame when they care i am a little bit touched when like it it's meaningful to them it is sweet uh, no i i don't like i agree that i in some ways it is nice when it means something to them but shut up you're lame <laughs> right well there's a way there's a way to approach it you know the way uh, a lot of them approach it is like i can't believe we're here i imagine when we were kids and we were starting out and i really like david bryan's bowling ball anecdote mm-hmm. i loved the bowling ball stuff i thought Did that I was really that cute yes uh, yes oh yeah i fucking i read and so david wrote... bryan is the one with the unfortunate hair yes. yeah uh he's a tony winner i what I, yeah. yeah so he 
when they mentioned uh, playwright, you know, and I was like, what? And I looked it up, and he won a Tony for co-writing the musical Memphis that came out in the last, you oh. know, however many years. Well, that's great. And I was uh, shocked because I also don't think he was a songwriter in Bond. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, like, correct. It wasn't he's even never accredited, it, or he's not. Yeah, right. So it wasn't even like, oh, okay, cool. Like he wrote some stuff for the band, and he really found his voice on the Broadway stage. No, he just, you know, didn't. Anyway, that was. That was very surprising to me. I loved, I wrote, I love the, I wrote, no shout out to Heather Locklear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I hated when he said born did, when Richard Sambora said born did. Oh, she yeah, born did me. I was like, go grow, home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, but I love the fucking bowling ball stuff. That was and really I cute. I love the way he says bowling ball too. It was so So cute. Jersey. So oh that was a really God. great story. Like, like, we had to go back and put our bowling ball. Oh, yeah. my God. I'm not going to use dying. a lane ball. That was, <laughs> that was my yeah, favorite yeah. line of the yeah, entire. Like I'm going to use a lane ball. We're not going to use a lane ball. And then they all had to try. That was a really good one really great also yeah. i said these guys they knew how to work a crowd yes and they kept throwing bones to cleveland like woo, mm-hmm. they were like cleveland Cle-. i was like god you guys really are the populist choice mm-hmm. and this is how we end up with bad presidents like <laughs> you know like mm-hmm. this is not how it should be and then I then and we lead, we, we it all leads to John Bon Jovi's uh 40 minutes his his one act play you know what though i i loved it as I watched it, and mm-hmm. the reason is because, and we were you you were hinting at this earlier, Kristen. Like every single, I the cool thing that happens, or I say the quote unquote cool thing that these guys do when they get inducted, because it's inevitably guys, <laughs> is that, you know, uh, you sure there wasn't a mistake, or you know, uh, you know, someone count the ballot. No, this is very nice, like playing it off, yeah. And him just being like, "Fuck yeah, I should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame." It was that thing of like, it is so. It is the most rock star thing he's ever done to yeah. <laughs> have an attitude about being in. Yeah. Like, it was like, oh, wow. This is like kind of, this is anti what you're supposed to do here, which is be very happy about it and be like, yeah. But then it was like, the thing is, he's like, I dreamed of this ever since, you know, I was like a kid, you mm-hmm. know, and I, I've given this speech. You know, but I wrote the fuck you speech. I wrote the thank you and the fuck you speech. But the hall's only been around since '86. Right. So what yeah. he really means is he's been doing this since he was in his early 30s. So yeah. When he was three years into the career <laughs> of Bon Jovi. He was giving this speech. Uh, yeah, Loser. it was like, you know, I, it was very – I honestly, I didn't know anything about the band really mm-hmm. as I realized as I was watching the package and the speeches. And so I enjoyed that. But I also just enjoyed the fact of like, man, this guy wanted this so bad. And in spite of like all the odds in the sense of like – no, this good-looking guy who writes okay songs shouldn't be in here. He got in there. Good for him. Yeah. You know, like right. Ugh. I was I it was too long. His speech was too long. He retold his origin story mm-hmm. like from the beginning. <laughs> from, yes. We already have heard it. Like That's why they do in, this the package. That's what the package is for. I, I think he needed to be played off. <laughs> also, no one should ever, no musician should ever be allowed to call their kids their, their greatest, greatest hits. hits. I wrote that down too. That's a that's, that's the a, lamest thing I've there ever heard. Needs to be a line in the sand on that. Okay, guys, we need to put a kibosh on it. You need to be ostracized from music if you're ever fucking caught saying to your children, "You're my greatest hits." <laughs> they cut to his son in the audience, and his son even gave a face of like, yeah, you know, all right, dad. 
<laughs> I know my uh, dad's Bon Jovi. I did but... like it when he said I love you to his wife, and then I started looking up stuff about their love while they were playing their original, a new song. <laughs> a new song? They played a new song. Yes. <gasps> and that got kept in. How many songs did they play? They Help played me. four. They cut, uh, they cut It's My Life. I mean, okay. So I guess six of one, half dozen of the other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they. So wait, what did you what did you learn about Bon Jovi's wife? She she seems if I'm no, not if I'm they've been not mistaken since, she seems age appropriate. Yeah. Oh, they've uh, been together since the, the since 80s. high school. Oh, oh so wow. before. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 They. Because when been, they cut to her, I was like, they, oh, they got married in like 1989. Like they've been right. dating since like 1986. They they and he has this whole thing where they um. She like runs the chair. She runs charities for them and mm-hmm. stuff. And they, ha- she gave this interview about how they just keep their family life really separate from like the the rock lifestyle. lifestyle like yeah. when he's home, it's nothing he's about dad. him. Yeah, he's dad. He's mm-hmm. John. Like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And even like the, their kids go by the name Bongiovi, which is like the original G I O V I. Yeah, which is his original last name. Also, he's like been quoted on a lot of media as saying like, "You'll never find any dirt on me. I don't cheat on my wife. Mm-hmm. It has never interested me." He's like, "It's just not like yeah. I'm, that aspect of being a rock star does not interest me." Which I'm like, "Oh boy, oh. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of conflicted feelings." Yeah, now. I'm like. Also, I just find that so hard to believe because right. like, I feel like it just takes a, like a megalomania to get mm-hmm. into being a rock star, and I feel like a lot of that often has to do with sex mm-hmm. uh, for people. And you've got to imagine Richie Sambora is probably the opposite of that. Oh yeah, that Which, guy's yeah. in it for the tang. <laughs> uh, bon Jovi referred to their longtime manager Doc McGee as a mix of P.T. Barnum and Colonel Parker, which is not a compliment. <laughs> That's uh, that is uh, those are two very nefarious con men, con- uh, <laughs> manipulative snake oil salesmen. You know. uh, and then they ended. Oh, they ended with a fucking group hug. Of course, Bon Jovi ended yeah. their speech with a group hug. <laughs> and then we went to the performances. Yeah. You give love a bad name. Probably a good song to start with. Yeah, you know, you say the name of the song at the very beginning. Yeah, <laughs> right. well, you know? and also it's, and then oh, he's like, get up. This is a Bon Jovi concert. Shut right. Up. Yeah. And and remember, this happened at the very, the very beginning. beginning. Uh and then they fucking played a song that came out in twenty eighteen. I couldn't have hated it. When more. we were us, I can't believe they were allowed to do that. And also, did you listen to the cheesy ass fucking lyrics of that song? I went to the bathroom. <laughs> I was Googling his wife. I was yeah, reading up I was on their relationship during it. I this is I also wrote though. Then they close on living on a prayer. Of course. Yeah. Now here's my take. Sure. I nominate living on a prayer for the singles category. Oh, okay, that's what I think. Because you, you think keep... that song is better than the band as a whole. Yes, I think keep Bon Jovi out the hall. Put living on a prayer in. Okay. That's I'm doing a swap in my hall. You have to go to Cleveland in person and tell them that yeah. you're upset about this, and then they'll listen. There's a lot I of wrote, paperwork. I wrote, Living on a Prayer is a good song and should go into the singles category. The Rock Hall is irrelevant. What is this? This was too long. Those were mm-hmm. my closing thoughts on this three-hour yeah. condensed ceremony. Also, the guys messed up the bow at the end, which oh, I don't yeah. know if you guys caught that. Daniel, the keyboardist had to run up and squeeze yeah. in squeeze there. Squeeze in, and, and then they didn't even do it. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't, didn't even, the auxiliary guys didn't even pull away for just a Bon Jovi bow. 
At least I didn't see that, which I thought was kind of garbage. I feel like well, you know, and you, you gotta know. you gotta give hands to the house, hands to the stage. <laughs> yeah. This right. is some uh, little theater nerd jokes for you guys uh, <laughs> who don't care. Uh, so that you know, no All Star Jam at the end. It, oh, they didn't just throw out all the instruments and have Paul Schaefer try to wrangle so everybody. That would have been cool. It's a little more uh, organized these days, but nearly every ceremony ends with some sort of jam. Oh, well, who was going to get out there and jam? You were going to have the it's Moody out, Blues yeah. and uh, Mary J. Blige just on the mic? Like, what What would you have? Who could jam? Who's capable of jamming? It's always just kind of a random assortment of whoever's there. And, you know? And they do they... It's... No, I mean this year. Like, okay, who yeah. Who would have jammed? So this year, Quest Love's on the drums. Great. Uh, you got Paul Schaefer on the keys. Great. Okay. Uh, Lauren Hill's probably not going to be involved. Would nope, be my she's guess. She's already. She's already home. You know, you grab. Uh, you know, okay. I, most of the cars are probably involved. Uh, may, let one of let the fucking guys from Dire Straits strum mm-hmm. a thing. Yeah. You know, let them do something. Brand Flowers. Yeah, Brand Bernie Flowers Howard, is definitely. You know. Yeah, and and you know, and I was trying to think of what songs they could have done. How about any of those songs? from the singles category how about they do oh, louie louie that's that's an easy song to play idea. that that was that's a great idea joe boy i was not with you and i'm back or do the twist you know like these are like especially those two songs are very simple yeah and all everybody the white people knows in the them. audience could dance to them it would have been a fun way to go out mm-hmm. yeah uh but they blew it and that, that is wow in a multitude of ways <laughs> yeah this that was is one final blow yeah. so they blew it and then they then they're still blowing as it. someone who uh loves the induction ceremonies you know and i i, I often <laughs> reference them as as often my favorite part of this whole crazy thing uh this was a this was a underwhelming uh, year in ceremony yeah, and to yeah. say the least. i'm looking forward Boy, to glad this is the first one i watched <laughs> you know i've got a lot uh no it's okay yeah uh all right well i think that just about does <laughs> yeah, it we do not have time for a game we we recapped the yes. 2018 usually there's a game sometimes, sometimes. Uh. i don't know maybe we're done with games we didn't do it last <laughs> week we didn't do it this week yeah uh but that's it uh, Jameson, do you have anything to plug your social media? Anything yeah, like you can follow me at Jameson Webb, J A M I S O N W E B B, on Twitter, and that's about all I got right now. Okay, sure. Heck yeah. Uh, Joe, I'm Joe K Joe K on Twitter and Joe Qua J O E K W A on Instagram. Uh, I'm in San Diego soon doing stand up. I forget when. You and can just hitting that zoo. I'm I'm go, I'm doing stand up at the zoo. <laughs> it'll be tough crowd. It'll be exciting. Kristen, where can we find you? You can find me at K Stud across all social media platforms, and uh, you can mostly find me crying in my car. All right. Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, we we want to thank uh, Ted Tremper for the space. Thank you. And the equipment. We hope we recorded this correctly. Boy, I hope this is a real show. Cause... Uh, please come home, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, please rate us and review us on iTunes. That really we helps us out. Uh, if you have any questions or just want to say hey that you're listening and that you like the show, or if you if we've been fucking stuff up uh, and no one's been here to check us, email us at rockhallpod at gmail. I'm not interested in being corrected, however. So, yeah, so any corrections for Joe, hit him. I will screen. <laughs> I will screen all the emails and delete them if you say anything uh, critical towards Kristen Sutter. Thank you. Well, thanks so much uh, for listening, everybody. My name is Joe Quazala. I'm Kristen Sutter. And who cares about the Rock Hall?
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 